Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. The 27th Annual Writers' Symposium by the Sea will return in person February 22nd to the 25th. The symposium at Point Loma Nazarene University features top writers and thinkers of the day. This year's lineup includes Cornell West, Nadia Bowles-Weber, and David Brooks. Dean Nelson is the founder and host of the Writers' Symposium by the Sea. Dean, nice to have you here. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Christy. I love, uh, love talking about the symposium, and I love talking to you. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining. So 27 years, that's a long time. Will you give me a short history here? Why did you want to start the symposium? Well, like, like many good things, uh, that wasn't a design. You know, I didn't think, oh, I want to start a writer's symposium by the sea. I, what I wanted to do was bring in some really good writers to, um, to just talk to our students at Point Loma Nazarene and uh, talk to them about craft and talk to them about their career. And, uh, and I wasn't creative enough to think of it in the, the framework that it is now. I just said, hey, would you just come and give a talk? And we did that with some, uh, with some local writers, uh, journalists from the Union Tribune, for instance, uh, television, uh, some fiction writers, some poets, all local. And there was one person in particular that I was so excited to invite uh, and it was uh, San Diego's own Joseph Wambaugh and, uh, and, you know, a crime detective writer, you know, thriller, used to be a, an L.A. police officer. Um, and I had been reading Joe Wambaugh uh, for several years because I used to report about the border for the, uh, the Boston Globe while I was still um, uh, teaching at Point Loma. And somebody said, if you're going to, if you're going to, be writing about the border, you got to read this book and handed me Joe Wamba's book, Lines and Shadows. And I read it and I just thought, oh my gosh, uh, this is just stunning. It was a breathtaking nonfiction book. And, um, and then I heard he lived not too far from our campus. And so I, uh, I contacted him and said, hey, would you come and talk to our students about writing? And he immediately got back to me and said no, <laughs> and that was so. So it's it all, Christy. Everything starts with a rejection, don't you think? Everything yeah. good starts <laughs> with a rejection. So he said no, but he had this little um, kind of P.S. at the bottom of his uh, of his message that said, "I don't give talks, but if somebody wants to ask me some questions, uh, I'd be happy to come and do that." So I thought, okay. So I just prepared like crazy the way I would uh, for any big interview uh, as a journalist. And, um, and we got UCSD TV to come and, um, and uh, broadcast it. And, uh, and it just worked so well. We had a you know, audience, uh, live audience there. And it just worked so well. And he was so happy with it. And the audience seemed really excited about it. And the... Um, the televised uh, portion of it worked so well with uh, the television audience. We just thought, hey, this might this might be kind of cool. So we just started doing it the next year and the next year, and now it's become kind of the signature of um, we've all heard writers come and give talks or give readings. Some are more interesting than others, but in an interview kind of dialogue back and forth thing where you're really wrestling with ideas and talking about the craft and uh, all of that. 
it's it's like a, a a jazz concert that you've you've never heard it that way before, and that's kind of how this has evolved, and that's that's what excites me and inspires me to keep doing it. I love it. So started with the rejection, and here we are, twenty seven years later. <laughs> well, so in that time, how has it evolved? You know, for those of us who have never been, what should we expect? Well, you should expect civil dialogue about big ideas. And in to, <laughs> excuse me, in today's world, I think that's worth something. Uh, so we have somebody like a, uh, a Cornell West who has been saying, in my opinion, some very profound things over the decades about how uh, racial groups could get along with each other, should be able to get along with each other. Um, and, and he roots it in love. Uh, you know, a lot of people think he, he just has this, uh, this, this sermon that he keeps uh, uh, preaching about uh, race and, and, and all. And you read his stuff and you realize, actually, it comes out of such a spirit of, of love and unity and compassion that uh, I, I want to talk to him about how he writes, because he writes for so many different audiences. He writes for the academic audience. He writes for the popular audience. He gives amazing talks. And I don't know if there's a more appropriate time to be talking about how we should be relating to one another, different ethnic groups, uh, than, than right now. And he's, he's not somebody who just got famous in the last year or so with protests. This is somebody who's been talking about this stuff for 50 years. And uh, so he'll be in dialogue with me about some of these, uh, these bigger ideas. And we'll talk about the craft of writing. We'll talk about his body of work. And then similarly, you think of a David Brooks from the New York Times uh, or from public television or from the Atlantic or, you know, before that, the Wall Street Journal. Uh, I don't know of anybody who can be more articulate about saying, here's where we are as a society right now. And here are the forces that are at work. And in my opinion, he always gives a sense of, um, and here's where it could be going. Uh, it's not all just doom and gloom. Um, he, he gives us some, some ideas and some data behind those ideas that says that these are some things that could actually help improve our world. Um, so uh, he'll be in dialogue with me about that. His, uh, I think his most recent books um, that have to do with character and morality uh, are just the timing for those, I think is just uh, uh, perfect. Then you've got a Nadia Boltz Weber who uh, many people have not heard of, but if you've been in uh, the Christian uh, kind of subculture, many people have heard of her. And maybe more so than the other two, it's, it's hot and cold. There are some people who just think she's the greatest voice for, uh, for how we should be thinking about uh, God, how we should be thinking about one another. And then there are others who think she's a vulgar heretic. So I don't know. Uh, you're going you're gonna to find out in, uh, in my dialogue with her. Hopefully you can keep that civil discourse going. Um, Dean, I think I emailed you when I saw this, but for Asian History Month, I watched a documentary on PBS about Amy Tan, 
And uh, there was a, a scene where there she was up on stage with you and you were interviewing her. And I just thought, oh, that's awesome. so amazing. I know this guy. So, I mean, you have interviewed such amazing um, writers and thinkers over the years. What are some highlights for you in your 27 year history? The um, maybe some of the highlights uh, have been uh, I, I, my my first thought goes to Ray Bradbury, the great uh, uh, he he didn't like the term science fiction writer, but I mean, that's how he, he kind of gets uh, pigeonholed. Ray Bradbury was so profound and so deep and so funny uh, that I, it's going to sound weird as an interviewer to say that I never actually got to ask him my questions because I think I asked him one or two and then he just hijacked the rest of the time. Uh, and it was, it was brilliant. It was awesome. Uh, I was glad I was prepared, but I was also glad to just take my hands off it and let him be Ray Bradbury. Uh, he, um, he was just, uh, I, I don't know. I just felt like I was in the presence of greatness itself when, uh, when he was talking about writing and he was exhorting the audience to go out and do some writing yourself. Um, so I think, Christy, one of the highlights would be when I wasn't allowed to do what <laughs> I had intended to do, which was, you know, have this track of, uh, of, of questions uh, for, for the great Ray Bradbury. And I think probably the other one would be Bill Moyers um, is one of the highlights. He's always been one of my heroes. Um, and he was so gracious and grace-filled um, and... I think deep, he's a prophetic voice, in my opinion, has been over the decades. Um, Anne Lamott, uh, who, because of the time she has spent with us at the Writers' Symposium, she and I have become friends. And I just think she's another one who, she's deep and profound and prophetic. And she speaks to a group that a lot of people just, just can't reach. And, and she does. So Maybe those three would be highlights, but I, I'm with you. I saw that Amy Tan documentary too and thought, oh my gosh, there's the writer's symposium. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah, it was great to see. Um, are there archives of these talks? There are. If you, uh, if you just Google uh, writer's symposium by the sea, uh, you'll find it in a couple of places. You can find it on my website, deannelson.net. But, um, but you could, uh, UCSD is who, uh, records these, and then they edit them and broadcast them. So they're on YouTube. We have 27 years worth of um, uh, these writer symposium interviews, starting with Joe Wambaugh uh, on the UCSD uh, TV, or I guess it's UCTV station uh, and YouTube channel. So yeah, you can see them all there. Um, there's some great stuff. There's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, there's Deepak Chopra, there's Jane Smiley, there's Joyce Carol Oates, there's Amy Tan. And what was cool about Amy Tan was we also had her agent, who's local to San Diego, Sandy Dykstra. Um, we had both of them uh, on there. So yeah, you can, you can see it all. Very cool. Okay, so as far as this uh, event coming up in the next couple of weeks, what else should we know about it? You know, how do we get tickets? What are there COVID protocols? What else? Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, uh, the, the link for the tickets, two of the events are being um, 
linked through Warwick's bookstore, um, uh, an Eventbrite site, and the other through uh, a more local uh, independent bookstore by our school, La Playa Books. But we love partnering with the local bookstores. Um, but you can go uh, to pointloma.edu slash writers. That's pointloma.edu slash writers. And that will take you to the Writers Symposium site. And then you can choose uh, which events you want to attend. Just click on uh, each one. You asked about the COVID protocols. It's really important. Um, we're asking for proof of vaccination or a uh, negative test, um, uh, a recent negative test. We're asking people to keep masks on. For this reason, Christy, um, I we just... It isn't just about mandates. It's about trying to keep each other healthy. And, and uh, I think it would be a, a terrible thing if, uh, if the Writers' Symposium was linked to being some sort of a super spreader event. I, we have kind of an obligation to one another if we live in a civil society. So um, get there early so that you can show your, uh, your vaccination uh, cards. Um, and probably the biggest challenge is parking. Point Loma, Nazarene University as uh, a, what I would call a challenging parking situation. So uh, each of the evening events starts at seven. You'll want to get there in plenty of time to find a parking space and uh, and get in. But uh, go to pointloma.edu slash writers. Okay. Thank you for the tips. Dean Nelson, founder of the Writers Symposium by the Sea. Nice talking to you. Yeah. Thanks so much for your interest, Christy. Hope to see you there. <laughs>